the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers. Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, the Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISET Continuing Education Units for its learning events that comply with the ANSI ISET Continuing Education and Training Standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching. Do not be anxious. Instead, rest do not be anxious, instead rest. How do you rest when folks are trying to harm you and hurt you? Trust. And you're trusting someone bigger, someone stronger, and someone even more faithful than yourself. Rest in the Lord, just like a lawyer rests after uh, his case is, is fully uh, laid out. Don't try to defend yourself unless God calls on you. And, and Stephen did answer for the hope that was within him. Uh, but first he listened to a whole bunch of junk. And uh, actually, when he answered, they ended up killing him. He became the first martyr uh, of the church. But this is important. Don't just tolerate. And this is what we have to learn. And this is sometimes my problem and your problem. Don't just tolerate God's judgments. Come to adore God's judgments. Come to worship God's judgment. Even in our fallen world, God is so wise. The one that created the cell, the one that created the stars in the sky and, and, and made, you know, light just travel fast enough that it gets to where it's going in the space it needs to and the earth just the right distance from the sun. The God that worked all that out is still judging and assessing the affairs, the affairs of men and women. And I've, I'm coming in my older age to not only tolerate his judgment, but to adore it. And Lord, you are wise. Lord, you know what? If you would have given me what I wanted, the way I wanted, I would have broke things. That person wouldn't have had space to repent. 
Um, you know, I, 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 matter of fact, I wouldn't have grown. And God is working his purposes through all these things that happen to us. And our brains are just not large enough to figure it out often while we're in the middle of it. Rest in the Lord. Watch this and wait patiently for him. Now, it may take a while, uh, but don't let people's foolishness, even your own foolishness, distress you too much. Keep, keep letting God put the benzoyl, benzoyl peroxide uh, on, on the pimple, but don't squeeze and just just trust God and let the medicine go to work. God knows how to deal with it. But it's so hard, particularly those of you that had acne as kids, not to put your hands on it and just let the medicine run its course. Then he says again, watch this. Do not fret again. Don't worry. Don't stay upset because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes uh, to pass. Again, ultimately, all this is designed to bring a wedge between you and your God. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't allow the devil to smile and say, you know what? My purposes have been accomplished. He's walked away from God. He's walked away from the church. He's walked away from his faith or her faith, etc. Cease from anger. Let God handle. It takes faith to give it over to someone else. He said, don't, don't, don't even respond emotionally, uh, which is what I want you to do with your emotions based, is delight in me. Just rejoice in God and don't let that bitter root start to grow and, 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 and linger in your heart. Cease from anger and watch this and forsake wrath. Don't take matters in your own hands. Then watch this. He's going to say it for the third time. Do not Fret. Now, how many times can he say this in one Psalms by the Holy Psalm by the Holy Spirit and it not mean anything? It means everything. Uh, do not fret. Why? It only causes harm. It's only going to hurt you. So stop sweating all the things that, 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 that are going on. All it will do is shorten your life and make you look ugly sooner. That's, that's all it, it is going to do. We have to trust in the God who Sees the God who watches over me again, neither slumbers nor sleeps. He sees all and I'm going to trust him and leave it in his hands for evildoers. Now, not verse nine. He's saying the same thing that he said earlier for evildoers shall. Now, it may not happen within the next six hours. It may not happen in the next six days or even the next six months. But here's the promise from the Holy Spirit of God that created everything that is. For evildoers shall be cut off. The Bible tells us their end. So why are we sweating in the middle of it? Why are we worried? Why are we so upset? Why are we so anxious if we really believe God's word? But those who wait on the Lord. So wait on the Lord. Not you do it. But those who wait on the Lord. There are people who, uh, you know, wanted to have divorces at certain points. But they, they, they trusted God. They hung in there. And, you know, five, ten years later, they are so happy that, that, that they did not pull that trigger. They did not uh, make that decision to destroy that relationship, which is now uh, one of the sweetest relationships uh, in their life next, next to God. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall what? Inherit the earth. God will handle it according to Scripture. But in his time, trusting God, this is really important. Trusting God includes trusting his timing. One more time. 
Trusting God includes trusting his timing. timing. I used to say, well, I trust God. God's like, well, you know, but you, you don't trust the time I, I, I choose to give it to you. I know it's best. And you keep second guessing me and, and finding fault with, with my timing. If you're going to trust me, you need to trust me. So you need to trust me and my timing in order for it to truly be trust in God. For yet a little while. And the wicked shall be no more. So, yeah, they, they, they're going to have their, their moment. But eventually there'll be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but shall be no more. It's going to be over soon enough. And I'll be frank with you. I've lived this thing long enough. People that seem to have gotten away with murder, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, many of them aren't even on the planet anymore. Others of them, you know, they, they when they were pulling all their, their shenanigans and all the rest, you know, they were the talk of the town. Uh, now no one remembers their name. Uh, you can't even find out, you know, wh- where they live. Uh, the reality is, you know, they, they had their moment, but that's all they had. And uh, I, I've been blessed to live long enough to, to watch that, whether, whether it's a, a, a corrupt business person, a, uh, it could be a pastor, it, it, it could any position, you know, for the moment, they may seem to get away with things. But it's just amazing how life ultimately and will eventually catch up with people. You will reap what you sow unless you turn to God and and repent and, and allow God to, to to clean up your situation and and protect you sometimes from the consequences of of, of the things you, you set in, in motion for for yet a little while. The wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place. But it shall be no more. Evil people may have their day. But just remember, the sun will set. The sun will go down. And eventually things will shift. So, yeah, they'll have their noonday. But again, evening is coming. But verse 11 is the verse that that really helped me um, some years ago. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, when you read the Beatitudes, you thought that was original with Jesus. Yeah, it was, because actually Jesus is the word of God. And, and he said that a long time uh, before he said it again uh, in the Beatitude. But when, when I read it in this context, it hit me like a, like, like a brick, because this was very much my problem. Meekness. You know, a meek person is not a weak person. It, it, it's simply a person who has uh, his or her strength uh, under control. And I had to learn to get my strength under control. So if I was going to go where uh, angels feared to tread, uh, I needed to learn meekness because a meek person doesn't just have faith. Pay attention to what I'm about to say, but a patient faith. See, I believe God existed, but I was impatient about God doing the things that him, he by his, his own will uh, could choose when and, and how uh, to do. So meekness is saying, Lord, I not only accept your decision, Father, I accept your timing. Pay attention to what I'm saying. You do not pull a cake out of the oven before it's done. And if you do, you, you might end up with a little bit of heartburn, maybe even a stomach ache. And certainly you, you wouldn't put a roast in the oven and not keep it uh, until it's fully cooked. Um, particularly, you know, even more, imagine a piece of ham or something like that. And what we want to do is quickly, you know, get, get out our investment. We want to quickly see God's uh, uh, resolution to the matter. But it takes time 
for some things to bake in and to cook properly. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, I've shared this before. I mean, for it's kind of shifted the last couple years. But every line I'd get in, I was at the end of the line, no matter what would happen. Matter of fact, I get I would there would be a, a new line in the grocery store that would open. I'd be the first one in the line. And then she'd wait 10 minutes before she opened the line. And then the person that was in the position I was actually left the store uh, before I did. Or just a zillion things would happen. I, I get in a line. I think, OK, I'm at least in a good position. Then the line closes. I was always the last. And this was true in my, my spiritual journey. Um, you know, all of my buddies that went into the ministry, they excelled fast and, and, and a lot of them blew up quickly and and um, all the rest. And I'm just plodding along, be, being faithful and, and doing what the Lord's assigned me. But um, what, what's important is I had to learn to trust God's timing. It wasn't about me having a ministry. It was about me becoming the man God wanted me to become. And a lot of folks, you want stuff, you want a good marriage, you want this, that, and the other, instead of becoming the person God wants you to become. And God used the ministry. God used the setbacks, used people, sometimes difficult people, to train me, to teach me. In some places, harden me. Some places, to soften me. And he used all that and worked it together for good because God knows what he's doing. And when you start putting stuff in the stew, you know, the cook knows what, what he wants or she wants to come out of that stew in the end. Now, you don't really know. The stew doesn't know uh, until it's fully all all of it's fully baked in. And we have to trust God's wisdom. It says for the meek shall inherit the what earth. Now, patience in my mind is one of the most uh, underestimated but also one of the most powerful spiritual weapons in our arsenal. Armies lose because of bad timing. Um, it's just a fact of war. Uh, you, 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 when you get your timing right, even if you're a smaller army, you can possibly win. And it's vital to learn to trust God's timing. He knows when something should be done. And you really don't want to sing a song before a song should be sung. And if you're singing a song, you don't want to hit a note before the note should be hit. If you're dancing, you don't want to move before the rhythm takes you there. And often in my life, I just want to go straight to the point. And God said, no, this is a dance. And I need you to flow with me and move with me. And eventually I'll get you to the place I want you to. Derek, this is not about you. This is ultimately about me and you learning to trust me as your leader. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves. Watch this. Now, he's fretting because evil and wicked people are prospering. He's saying, listen, if you would just humble yourself and be... Be a little bit meeker before me. You're going to find the joy you want. A lot of people are bitter. They say, I'm bitter because this happened to me. This No, um, you're, you're, you're not humble. Um, you, 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 you haven't in, embraced meekness. You, you haven't really controlled uh, your passions, your thoughts. You didn't rein them in. You just let them go and go and go. And before long, you're blaming God, accusing God, blaming the church, b- blaming godly people, uh, blaming the Bible and all the rest. And you let your, your, your thoughts go to a place they should never go. And in the end, you end up deceived and, and deluded. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves. Watch this. In the abundance of peace. If you keep looking to God, 
If you keep your cool, you will have that peace that Philippians says passes all understanding. And what we see in this passage and what I have found often in my life, a lack of peace is often a lack of faith. Please don't mishear me. God, by his grace, allows me not to have peace when I'm doing something wrong. That is a gift when I feel uncomfortable because something's wrong. Every now and then I'll be praying for someone. I, I, I won't have peace and I, I'll pray until I have peace. And, and God can use it that way. So, so don't become legalistic about the statement I just made. But often a lack of peace is a result of a lack of faith. If you really trust him, if you really rolled it over on him, if you really gave it to him, you wouldn't worry about it because it's his problem. And often I got to get to the place in my prayer closet like, you know what, Lord, this is your problem. This is not my problem. As much as I think I care, God, you care more. I give it to you and I'm not taking it back. But then what I'll do two days later, I'll take it back. And then I'm like, nope, nope, I'm giving it back to you. It's amazing. He keeps taking it back and he will keep taking it as long as I commit it and roll it over on him. Verse 12. We're almost there. The wicked plot against the just. And gnashes at him with his teeth. Now, this is important. If no one dislikes you, if, if no one ever plots on you, you need to question whether or not you've ever done anything for God. Because all who live uh, godly in, in Christ uh, will, will suffer some, some form of persecution. There's going to be some opposite. Someone's not going to like you. And if everyone likes you, I mean, I wonder if they even know about you. And, and uh, it's important. I mean, if it, the fact that some family members don't like you doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you. Uh, it just might mean you stand, you stood up for some things. Uh, but it, please don't use that for an excuse to be unkind and, and unlovable and just make peace with the fact everyone doesn't love you. Because the Bible also says that uh, he will make even our enemies be at peace with him, uh, if, if with us, I'm sorry, um, uh, because of, of our devotion uh, to the Lord. So uh, there's a tension here where some people will not like us, but God could use that and then turn their hearts uh, if we uh, respond properly. Also, uh, some people will never turn. But, you know, it's not a popularity contest. It's really about does, is God pleased? Does God uh, is God in favor of what you're doing and saying? Have you represented him uh, on in the earth? Uh, verse 13. And this is where we're going to end. And this is a long psalm. What I want you to do is now read the rest of the psalm. But when you read it, read it with understanding now. Now you're going to understand, again, the emotions. And, and again, I used the term pathos earlier. That you, you're going to get a sense of what the David was dealing with. Um, also, you can go and read what, what Asaph was, what, what he said about the situation. But now you're really going to have a clear sense of it. And I think you're going to really, really love this psalm. It's going to help you in times of difficulty. Um, verse 13. The Lord laughs at him. He's talking about the wicked. OK. And I know nowadays is not you can't call anybody wicked. You can't call anything wicked. You can't call anything wrong. Can't call anything sin. But I'm doing it. All right. Uh, this is the book and I'm in the book. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, the Lord laughs at him. Speaking of the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. Now, God sees the end from the beginning. That's why he's not worried about anything. And if God laughs, the least I can do is learn to ignore some folks. I mean, God's literally laughing and chuckling. Uh, why can't you and I ignore and get over it, and move on and just say, you know, talk to the hand, if you will. The Lord laughs at him. God has no fear. God has no apprehension. God uh, gives no serious consideration. That's really what this idea of laughing is about. It's just like he doesn't take it seriously. 
He, he scoffs at it. Um, he's, he's like, oh, that's nonsense. I, I know my plan. I know who I am. I know how this thing is going to end. And, and do you really think all that jumping up and down and all that craziness is, is really going to stop my purposes? Do, do you really think one human being, two human beings, even a nation of human beings can, can, can reverse my purposes? And he's like, listen, if I'm not nervous, why should you be? This is so important. If the father didn't panic at the events of the cross because he knew the resurrection was coming. God's not going to panic over uh, you or my situation um, because he sees the end of our problems, too. Um, you know, if I didn't see the end from, from the beginning, I would think that God had lost his mind to put our punishment on Christ Jesus. But because he saw the end from the beginning, he was able to do that. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have a stomach, but he was able to stomach that and keep his food down. Uh, the reason we panic because we don't have that type of confidence. But I do have confidence in one uh, that does know all that. And if I trust him, I should be able to keep my food down. The Lord laughs at him for he sees that his day is coming. It's not here, but it is coming. God saw what happened, but he also sees how it will end. So whatever it is, give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. And as the psalmist said, and rest in the Lord and wait patiently because God will have the last laugh. What I I hope the outcome of today is, is you will really commit your way to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to do right no matter what the other person does. I'm going to love unconditionally. I'm, Lord, you're the rewarder. I'm living for an audience of one. I know everyone else is watching, but Lord, ultimately I'm living for you and I'm going to trust you. And Father, if you're telling me to give it to you and not to fret over it, not to worry about it, not, not, not to try to get even, Lord, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust you. I'm not just going to have, you know, Christian uh, on, on, on my T-shirt. I'm not just going to have a cross, you know, in my ear or around my neck. I'm going to live this thing. And Father, I'm going to give it to you right now. There are people, situations and things. Some of you, it's a spouse. You need to give to God. Stop trying to manipulate it. Stop trying to work it. Just do the right thing. It's amazing when you just do the right thing. You actually pass the test because the test was not about you getting what you want as much as you just doing uh, the right thing and submitting to God and really trusting him to be God in your life. There's a lot of stress when you remain your own God. It's a lot of stress when you got to fix it and, and you got to handle it all. That's a lot of pressure. And uh, God's like, listen, roll that over on me. I I'll take it. I'm strong enough to handle it. But you're going to have to trust me. And right now, I'm talking about a lot of different things. But there may be someone that you tune into this Bible study today and uh, you have a sin problem. You know, it. you know, you've fallen short. You, you, you know that you're not who you should be yet. Um, you know that if you stepped out into eternity, you, well, you're, you're, you're not really sure where, where you would uh, end up. And uh, you, don't, you don't have absolute confidence that you belong to God. But this is your moment right now. I want to uh, just make the offer available. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
If you're willing to believe today, God wants to give you life from the inside out, not just a place you go when you die, which is heaven, but life right now that, you know, God wants to live uh, through you from the inside out. But you have to simply say yes. And if you want to say yes, what I want you to do is text G-R-A-C-E to the number on your screen. And uh, uh, I walk you through the steps of giving your life to Jesus Christ to the others right now. You know that there's some areas in your life you need to roll over on God. And you say, I don't care anymore. I'm not sweating it anymore. I'm not fretting over it anymore. I'm not even mad about it anymore. God, I give it to you. It's not my business anymore. Now it's your business, God. I let it go. And when you do that, it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing what God will do. First, he liberates you, but then he'll liberate your situation. But give him time and let him do it. His way. This has been a special edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at gracechurchva.tv. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big. Most of us know what to do. The problem is that we often don't follow the proper order while doing it. It's fine to pursue career aspirations and to cherish those we love, but Exodus 20 is really clear. We must not have any other gods or interests before him. Likewise, my wife and family don't mind me helping others as long as they come first. My employer has no problem with my extracurricular activities as long as they don't interfere with my job or else I'm soon going to be looking for a new one. Yes, God wants us to go after things and enhance our lives, but we must must remember to rank him and his kingdom as our first priority. As a house needs both a, a roof and a foundation, if we try to attach a roof before we lay the foundation, we're going to find ourselves in a world of trouble. Anything, even good things, out of their proper order will end up backfiring. So go out and conquer that next mountain, but just be sure to keep God first. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. As always, live big.